It is Super Bowl weekend coming up this weekend, folks. It's going to be the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots facing it off. So let's get a little stat attack coming up. There will be 3,000 security guards and 700 troopers present at the Super Bowl game in the stadium. There will be 72 million avocados eaten by U.S. football fans on Super Bowl Sunday. There will also be 1.3 billion chicken wings consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. That equates to 100 million pounds of chicken. That's crazy, folks, but it is making me hungry. So before we get started, let me run this uh, little intro here while I go get some food. If you're wanting to start, grow, or save your business, there is just one place to go. Business Bootcamp Podcast with your host, Mike Andy. Hey everyone, this is Mike on the Business Bootcamp Podcast. I am excited to be with you guys today for a special edition of the podcast. On today's episode, we are going to take a special look at the upcoming Super Bowl and what it means for small business owners. And before we do that, we're actually going to jump into the NFC Championship game where the Seahawks played the Packers and came back to win in spectacular fashion. But we're going to dive into why they won and really what was behind the great plays and the athleticism, which everyone loves to see, but I, I, I like football, okay, don't get me wrong, but this is a special game because it shows just how much leadership and team coordination can bring a team, an organization, a business from to failure into success within just a few minutes. Before we get started, just want to say a big thank you for our last boot camp. It was our first one, and everyone has been downloading episodes on iTunes like crazy, so big thank you for that. Also, just to let everyone know, you can get onto businessbootcamppodcast.com slash episode 11, and you'll find all the footnotes and show notes for today's episode, as well as the links to the videos and audio clips that I will be playing throughout today's episode. So it's going to be special. We're going to have some live interviews, some audio from the football games, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. It's just going to be me talking today besides some interviews that I, I did live and in person on the street in Bellingham, as well as some NFL clips. And so let's get started. So let's take a look back. It was just a couple weeks ago, NFC Championship. It's the Seattle Seahawks versus the Green Bay Packers. This was a game for the ages, according to Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And we're going to look at why. And what happened here is at halftime, it's 16 to nothing, and the Green Bay Packers are winning in Seattle at CenturyLink Field, okay? We're just getting kicked. And by the way, yes, I am a Seattle Seahawks fan. I am, well... Let's not say a fan. I'm just I just live in I live near Seattle and if you're not a fan, then you'll probably get killed because everyone is so crazy about the Seahawks. Anyways, so halftime, it's 16 nothing. Everyone thinks that the Packers are going to win, but you know, they all know that the game is never over till it's over. So everyone is in the hunt and still ready to fight. However, we get down to just five minutes in the game. Less than five minutes left in the game. It's 19-7 to in favor of the Packers. And the Seahawks are going to be kicking it to the Packers. 
it just looks like there is no hope left. The Packers, if you watched the game, they were actually rejoicing. Everyone was so happy. They thought they were going to the Super Bowl. But just a few minutes later, as most of you know, the Seahawks overcame and went to the Super Bowl. But let's kind of break it down. Look what happened. Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks QB quarterback, had four interceptions, which, by the way, was the most of his whole career. So this guy was not having the best day of his life, was definitely not having a great game, had thrown four interceptions, uh, and I think his passer rating was like zero at halftime. And so definitely not a good game for him. However... I would like to look at this game and really break down some of the audio clips and see why the Seahawks came back. And what I would like to propose is it wasn't because they had the best skill or the biggest guys or anything like that. I want to propose that it was because of the leadership as well as the organizational structure and relationships that had been formed between the players and the coaches. Let's listen to some of these audio clips. This first one is going to be from Russell Wilson. These are just couple second audio clips and all rights are given to the NFL and the Seahawks. This is a mic'd up audio clip from Russell Wilson. This first clip is just like two seconds long. It's from the huddle as well as when he's welcoming his team onto the field. And I just want you to notice how positive and encouraging is and how important that is to make this team what it is. Go, let's go, 1-0. and Let's go, let's go. 1-0. Oh. That is an awesome philosophy, even for business, because sometimes we can look so far down the road and try to see all the hurdles that we're going to be facing, but if you just focus on the one hurdle, the one objective that you're doing that's right in front of you, you won't have to worry about five years from now, 10 years from now, what the market is going to do. Are we going to have a housing collapse? Just focus on what's right in front of you. Focus on one and oh. Four man rush, throw inside, ball is picked up. All right, here's when things start unraveling. He had four interceptions throughout this game. Here's another one. Steps up in the pocket, lets it fly downfield, curse downfield, ball is picked off. Alright, check this out now. He got intercepted and then he goes running back to try to block this guy to, from getting a touchdown. On his way over there, Clay Matthews, one of the Packers defensive linemen, comes and hits this guy so hard. Hey, listen to this. The big smash on this audio clip is him getting smashed by Clay Matthews. But then listen to what he says to his coach on the way off the field. Cross midfield, gets a block. He didn't get me that good. He thought he did. But check out the positivity and the enthusiasm that this guy brings, even though he's having one of the worst games of his life. This is him live from the sidelines talking to his teammates, encouraging them, telling them to keep pressing on. He made a good play. We're going to make a lot more, though. We ain't going to win. Not going for it. Let's go. This is the part I love. Listen to this next clip. This is Russell Wilson on the sidelines. He's walking down the, the sidelines with all the coaches and the staff, and he starts hitting himself on the chest. Listen to this. Man, I want it. Man, I want it. I hate losing. Isn't that a great way to think for a business owner? How much do you want it? How much do you not want to lose? This is what can fuel a comeback, and that's what we're going to see happen with the Seahawks. Remember, they are still down here, and again, at the end of this clip, you can hear him screaming, I want it, I want it. He looks for help. There's Luke Wilson. Woo! Let's go. 
Let's go! Got it. I want it! That was a two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. That puts the Seahawks up three points going into the last couple minutes of the game. Then the Packers come back and get a phenomenal field goal and tie the game, and the game goes into overtime. Seahawks win the coin toss, and on the first drive, this is what happens. Ball will make the catch! He's down inside the 40! He's going to throw down the middle! He's got a man! The ball is caught! Game over! The game is over! Here's the interview with Russell Wilson right after that game. And let's go down to the field. Here's Aaron. Joe, thank you so much. We see it. Overcome with emotion. Russell, just tell me. I mean, what are you thinking right now? Scott is for good all the time, man. Every time. These guys on the team are unbelievable, man. The fight, the fight, the relentless fight over and over again. Out, man. excited to be on this team. We're excited to play with the guys. I mean, four minutes up in the game, three minutes, four interceptions, and just keep playing. And the guys just keep believing in me, man. You gotta give credit to the, to the Packers. They had an unbelievable season. And it's just, just honor, man. Just honor, just blessed to be on this team. Pete Carroll told me at the half this offense just needs to stay patient. They need to stay with it. Easier said than done. What was key for you guys there? Just making the plays at the end, keep believing. There was no doubt. I, I just had no doubt. We, we had no doubt as a team. And, man, just making the plays. Funny thing is, I was on the sideline right before we went out for that last drive. And I told Bevel, be ready for the check to the play that we just ran for the touchdown. So I'm going to throw a touchdown and win the game. Sure enough. After an incredible comeback victory, there's a lot to take away from that. First off, I want to talk about Russell Wilson's interview for the last couple minutes there. First off, he talked about the doubters. He just briefly mentioned it, and he talked about how so many people had doubted the Seahawks and doubted his performance. And as business owners, that's sometimes something we have to deal with as well. Maybe it's family or your competitors or friends or whatever it might be. People that doubt that you can succeed. People that doubt you can make it on a the big level, on a on a big scale. And here we find the Seahawks. They might have had doubters, but they proved everyone wrong with a win. And if you do have doubters, if you do have people that are trying to pull you back, sometimes the best way to overcome that is just proving them wrong. And that's what the Seahawks did with this phenomenal comeback. Another point to take away from Russell Wilson's interview there is how much of a team effort he made it sound like it was. And it was. It was 100% team. He had, he didn't have a, the best day of his life, but he realized that it was a team effort. And this is one, one thing I want to mention too is Russell Wilson didn't take all the credit here. He realized that he needs the blockers. He needs the coaching staff. He needs his wide receivers and his the blockers from the offensive line. It's not a one-man show, and even though he gets a lot of the credit and a lot of the media attention, he realizes that it's a team effort and that he needs every single guy on his team. And you might be the business owner, but when you have employees, it's good to remember that you are a team and that you're working together for a common cause, and that's building the business making it more profitable and really achieving your goals but you have to remember that all the members of the team are very important to the overall success of the team or the organization 
also you can see just how much of a common bond and uh, loyalty that the Seahawks have one to the other. When Russell Wilson mentions how he had four interceptions, had a horrible game, but his team kept believing in him. And that's a key component of any team, organization, or group of individuals working towards a common goal, whether it be in business, sports, whatever it might be that you have to believe in one another. You have to believe in the person next to you. You have to believe in the blocker. You have to believe that that person isn't going to stab you in the back. And that's an awesome rule to keep in mind as we grow businesses and grow organizations and especially start hiring employees. Russell Wilson talked a lot about how he didn't doubt. He never doubted for a minute that they were going to be winning. And this really brings into point just how key visualization is. And if you know Russell Wilson and you've, you've heard about him in the past, one thing he's so big about is visualizing every play, visualizing success before it happens. This is an awesome point for his business owners. Sometimes it's good to visualize where you're going to be in five years. What your what's your business going to look like when you have reached your goals? Really visualize yourself in that position. And this is what Russell Wilson does. He talks about how he'll be driving on the road and just visualizing every play, visualizing the throw, visualizing the catch, visualizing the celebration after the touchdown. And it's something about setting those goals, setting that visualization. And it was it was actually earlier this week, I was up in Canada talking at a high school, speaking for the high schoolers about goals and setting goals and the power of setting goals. And it's very similar to visualization, just writing down your goals and visualizing them, having something concrete you can look at is so powerful in bringing those goals actually to manifestation. And so get those goals, start visualizing yourself in that seat of success. All right, that was awesome, but that was the NFC Championship. I did want to look back, though, and kind of point out some things uh, in the leadership and the qualities of a quarterback that really pull the team from completely behind in a game to winning in just the last couple minutes and pulling off a huge comeback and so I think we learned something from that but I want to look forward now into the Super Bowl that's coming up this weekend and I want to look at especially the marketing and the advertising that goes on within the Super Bowl and how we as small business owners can glean from that because right now it's four million dollars just to get 30 seconds for an advertisement at the Super Bowl so I'm guessing everyone listening to this probably didn't get a ad slot in the Super Bowl. I'm just assuming that, <laughs> but I still think we can learn something very valuable from all that goes on in the marketing and the business realm behind the Super Bowl. It's a huge market. There's hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on it, but I think without spending that money, we can still learn something very valuable about advertising and reaching our target audience. So I went to the university and I got some people off the street and I wanted to ask them, what makes Super Bowl ads so special? Why does everybody watch Super Bowl ads for fun? All right, so here we go. I'm going to roll this. There's a couple minutes of people telling me why they like Super Bowl ads, number one. Number two, some of them told me what makes a good commercial and what makes it connect with them. Also, one person also shared with us a commercial that they remember, will always remember, and why they remembered it. Here we go. You know, I like to watch Super Bowl commercials on TV for a few reasons. One is that 
I know that companies wait the whole year to release their best commercials on the Super Bowl, and I like to laugh. I think they're, I think they're, they're usually really funny. Is there a specific TV commercial that stands out to you? No, I, I honestly can't remember anything specific, but I remember always watching funny ones. I remember GoDaddy always had a lot of Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> that you would spend your valuable time watching. Anything that builds your brand. Anything that connects me to your brand. It always has to be personal. Okay. The sale happens once you lock someone in emotionally. If you can't tie them to your product emotionally, then it doesn't matter. Can you name one that does that well? Coca-Cola. Why? Because Coca-Cola never cares about selling their product. They're not afraid of the blind taste test and the outcomes of it. So the Super Bowl commercial that I uh, recall the most is a Bud Light commercial in which um, there's a sort of one of those shaggy dogs that looks like it has dreadlocks. He's sitting on top of a guy's head, a, a African-American gentleman, and he walks into a bar with the dog on his head because the, the bar says no dogs allowed. So he wants to bring his dog in, and he has a dog on top of his head, and you don't even realize that there's a dog there. And so then, sure enough, as soon as he orders the Coors Light, he lets the dog down, and the dog hangs out, and they have beer together. And so why does that connect with you? Uh, I, I wouldn't say, um, why do you I mean, like in terms it? of the loving the Bud, yeah, Bud Light, but the marketing was great. Um, it just had a great sort of funny punchline to it, and so that's what stuck with me. All right, then I took this little test of mine, interview if you want to call it that, to a professional. Her name is Lindsay Brownson, and this is what Lindsay had to share. She is a marketing expert. She designs websites. We actually had an entire episode with her on episode 12, so you can listen to that. But here she talks about the Super Bowl's ads and what they do to attract so much attention. I think that the reason people are interested in Super Bowl ads is because that's when the the marketers out there really up their game in terms of creativity. And I think more than anything, it's you know you're you're seeing it a little bit more um, in regular life these days. But we want we like funny things. We like things that are lighthearted and that seem human and that don't commercials that don't just feel like they're selling something. And I think the Super Bowl ads are really geared towards telling stories and they're often funny and they're often quirky and sometimes really weird and out there. I think these marketers, these companies, because they're paying so much money, um, they're willing to take those risks because they know that that's what people are looking for. They want the riskier, more lighthearted, quirky ads. So, so, so am I going to see a Spark collaborative ad on Sunday? <laughs> well, it's a little bit out of our price range. <laughs> All right, so we might not have millions of dollars in our marketing budget to create a Super Bowl ad commercial, but I still think there's some valuable lessons that we can learn from those who do and those consumers that we interviewed today and what they're really looking for and what really connects with them. So first off, through those interviews that I had with Lindsay as well as the pedestrian people uh, in my class and in the university, a couple things kind of stood out and were kind of almost unanimous in between all of them was 
they were looking for something funny, something humorous. People want to laugh, and I'm actually going to have someone come on the show later in uh, the month, hopefully, and he's going to talk about improv and the power of improv, not just as a comedian, but in business and in communication and how important that is. And really, if you think about it, marketing is really just a means of communication with consumers. And if you look at it like that, you'll really begin to think of it as a conversation and the same way that you would think about the way you converse, the way you speak with someone one-on-one is the same way we should be strategizing, planning, and really thinking about how we're speaking and communicating, connecting with our consumers or at least our potential market. Also, we noticed they they were wanting a punchline. A punchline was very important to them and they wanted a point that was memorable. We can ramble on in our marketing and we can have long text in a print ad or a banner ad or whatever it might be, but you want to make something that the consumer can remember. Marketers have used all sorts of ways to do that. Some of them have used tunes, and I'm sure some of you remember radio ads or other commercials that you have heard that have some sort of catchy tune like, your personal jeweler. Bed and bridge, or all these other crazy ones. Like they just—it's—it's it's something that they're communicating, they're connecting, and it's something that's most of all memorable. And that's what you want to be looking for when you create an ad, create some sort of commercial, some sort of marketing material for your prospective audience and clients. Also, successful marketing campaigns in the Super Bowl, but also just in everyday life for us small business owners, they really need to tie the company or product to the emotions of the consumer. So really emotionally engage the consumer. And so sometimes you'll see super ad commercials or other commercials that are sad and or they'll tell a story of someone that's gone through heartache or suffering or pain and really the reason they do that is because we as humans connect with stories and that's another part they they talked about telling stories is just a, a great way to connect with an audience and i i really encourage you even if you're doing newspaper ads in your local area tell a story tell them how you got to be where you are today Tell them a little bit about yourself. People love stories and it'll draw them in and then when you ask for the sale or you give the message, you call to action, that's when they'll be ready because you've already drawn them in and connected with them emotionally. And I just came up with this. If you connect with someone emotionally, you're going to connect with their wallet. So everyone gets that backwards though because they try to connect with people with their wallet first, so get them as a customer, and then they think they can connect with them emotionally. And I think a big example of this is like the insurance industry. They really focus on making the sale and then they're trained to then try to develop a relationship with the consumer. When really they have it backwards, if they develop the relationship first, then people will want to buy from them. I think it's across all industries that that can be applied though. If we can just draw in the consumer emotionally, attach with them, become more of a friend, a consultant, instead of the salesman, that's so powerful. And you'll really see it on your bottom line, even though it's very hard to measure in your marketing campaigns. Also, we heard from Lindsay about how successful marketing seems human. 
and it doesn't sound like you're selling. You know, the the story that we heard from the lady that I interviewed on the street, she said that she remembered some commercial. And by the way, that commercial was years ago. And she didn't even agree with the product or like the product that they were selling. But it connected with her on an emotional level and it told a story. And it didn't have anything to do with the product they were selling. So if you come across like you're not selling something, people will remember you more because you come across more genuine and like you really care about them. You care about entertaining them, telling them a story. You care about perhaps their family or their situation. If you're a service company, this is a big deal, especially because you usually are shaking their hand, looking into their eyes. This is an awesome way to connect with them emotionally Tell them a story. Don't sound like you are selling, especially on the first few interactions with the customer. If you knock on someone's door or you give a cold call, the first thing that comes out of your mouth shouldn't be, I'm here to sell you something. People are going to slam the door in your face. They're going to hang up on you because people don't want to be sold to, but they do want to create relationships. They do want to create friendships. And if you can do that first, then the money part will follow. Relationships first, money second. Lastly, we looked at Super Bowl commercials and we found one common theme. They are weird. They are quirky. And we can apply that for our own businesses. We got to stand out of the crowd because, for instance, myself, I there's probably, I don't know, probably five or six competitors in my market that do, do landscaping services, like the ones that are actually competing with me. There's other ones that are small, you know, mom and pop stuff I don't really care about. I'm not competing with them. But there's probably five or six major competitors, and most of them advertise in the same places that I do because they're, they, they, it's already a proven place that has been found effective. However, when I market, I got to stand out of the crowd. I got to do something different. I can't just be the guy that puts in a flyer that says, you know, we'll cut your grass. It's springtime. And it has a picture of someone smiling with some grass and it looks really, really professional. I, I, if I do that, I'm just going to blend in. You have to do something weird, something quirky, something outlandish almost to get attention, especially in a crowded marketplace. And if you look on the Super Bowl commercials, these people that are advertising, these companies, they're in crowded places like Coca-Cola. There's another bajillion drink companies that could potentially have business, but Coca-Cola has realized that in order for them to stand out, they're going to have to do something weird. They're going to have to do something quirky. They're going to have to do something that most other companies would not do in order to gain the attraction of consumers. And you guys can do that too. For instance, back to my example of my company. On my first year on our ad that I sent out through the whole community uh, on flyers, I sent out, it, it had this uh, big coupon on there that said, get your first mo, get your first lawn service for $1. Like that's going to turn everyone's heads because I sent it right at the beginning of the year. People don't want to start their lawnmowers. $1 for a lawn service and I didn't have any strings attached. If they wanted to do a dollar and then drop me, that's okay. And a couple people did that, but a whole lot more decided to keep me on for the rest of the year. But no other company would do that. No other company would come out to a customer's property, survey it, look at what their needs are, really develop a relationship, and then cut their lawn for a dollar. Like, sure, I was losing money on every single time I did that first cut, 
But people realize that and they see the value of that and they say, hey, that's weird. That's kind of, that's different. And that made me stand out from the other five or six big hitters in my industry. And for you, it might be doing something else weird. It might be making a weird video, a music video, some weird thing that when people come onto your website, it's like a music video of you saying something about your company or some awesome video that you made or, or music uh, file about your company that really draws people in and says, hey, all right, I can have this CPA over here on you know Main Street do this for me or I can have this awesome guy that made this hilarious video when I went to his website and then when I went to his about page it wasn't just some static you know I graduated from this college or I went here or I have had this much business but they had like this awesome video and they had music and it really drawed me in and they, they were they told their whole story on their about page and on the contact page they they connected with me on Facebook and Twitter and once I friended them on Facebook or Twitter, they sent me something. They they must have gone onto my 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 account and saw that I like such and such a team or sports team or I like such and such and such a food product, and they sent that to me just randomly. That will make you stick out in your industry. And so I think there's so much we can learn from the Super Bowl ads, from all these commercials. We don't have to be the guys spending $4 million in order to learn these valuable lessons. So I think it's an awesome way. Like, guess what? You guys didn't even have to pay to listen to this podcast, and I saved you $4 million of potential wasting money. Like, you should be thanking me right now. But that's okay. I can't hear you, but I would love to hear from you. You know, go on to businessbootcamppodcast.com slash apply. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me all about your problems. Tell me all about how much this show has saved you millions of dollars. And uh, so I'm going to leave it at that, guys. But I think we had an awesome time today, able to get those interviews in and also hear from a professional, Miss Lindsay, about how these Super Bowl commercials really connect with the consumer. And I hope you guys were able to gather something for your business. And by the way, I know sometimes I don't go industry specific and I might talk about my industry or you know kind of randomly choose one. But if you having trouble applying some of this stuff to your industry or the way you market, whether it be you know paper click or text or radio or video or YouTube or Google or TV, I don't know, just so many different ways you can market your company. If you're having struggles or, or you're kind of don't know exactly how to take these bits of information that we gained from the Super Bowl ads today, if you don't know how to apply that to your business, let me know. Go on to Business Bootcamp Podcast, uh, contact me, and I will help you as much as I can. If you want the show notes for the day, by the way, it's going to be over at businessbootcamppodcast.com slash episode 11. So, guys... I'm a Seahawks fan, so I'm sorry, but I hope the Seahawks win this next Super Bowl. Super Bowl 49 coming up this Sunday. I won't be watching it live. I'll watch the highlights probably Monday because I don't have four hours to spend sitting doing nothing. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Go Hawks.